um, it is Friday mornings, uh, Friday morning rather, and you guys know that on Friday we have an ambassador roundtable. Now, this particular segment, uh, the first part, we're very, very happy to celebrate our moms and what they have meant to us. And so um, we're going to go ahead and bring back online, we're turning on the mics for CJ, our lead ambassador down in Atlanta, Georgia, and Mr. Trichology himself, uh, Mr. Cade from out in Kansas, uh, Wichita, Kansas, that is. Um, So thank you guys, and uh, welcome back to the show. And again, good morning to you both, CJ and Cade. Good morning. morning. All right. So listen, um, I want to kind of get everybody's opinion. And um, early this morning, um, in our top part of our show, LaSonia Nicole, our amazing co-star here, she was, uh, you shared a lot of stories, LaSonia. And I think it's just, you know, it it got me really thinking. And it was hard for me not (laughs) to comment because I really was doing a lot of thinking about the contribution that my mom made to my dear life. And my mom, mm-hmm. I'll get it a little bit into it. I'll, I'll be at the end because uh, it's uh, quite uh, some stories. Um, so I wanted to lead off with uh, some mom talk this morning. And CJ, do you mind if, you know, getting us started with all of this? Um, whatever you want to say in honor of Mother's Day this Sunday. What do you have to say? I am grateful to my mom for everything that she was. She was extremely talented, but she was also extremely fearful. And her fear was failure. And uh, for that reason, she never pursued any of her talents. And... uh, what a lot of her talent she passed on to me as far as being an artist, being a hairstylist, uh, being a singer and a dancer. And even though she did not pursue those things for herself, she was my biggest supporter in every last one of those areas um, when I pursued them. And I, I am grateful to my mom because no matter what was going on in my life, no matter what I went through, she always had this "you can do it" attitude, and I know it was sincere. It wasn't just something she was telling me, telling me to keep me motivated. Um, she was always there, and she was always. I mean, she when I when I was a dancer, she was the backstage mom. She was the administrative mom. She was the ordering the costumes mom. Uh, when I played sports, uh, she wasn't all that supportive of the sports because she didn't want me to hurt my legs and not be able to dance. But when it came to hair, she would get me whatever I needed that I did not have. Uh, She helped me finance, you know, classes and training. And uh, when it came to my art, she always purchased my materials, you know, for painting and drawing. Um, Just biggest cheerleader in the world. I had the best mom in the world. I don't care (laughs) what anybody has to say. And um, and I (laughs) miss her. And I love her. She passed away in 2016. And, um, you know, sometimes I break down when I think about some of the things that I'm going through. And I just know she would be there. I I wouldn't have to do this alone. 
You know, sometimes I feel really alone in this. So um, that's that, that's my mom's story. I got a really good mom story, but I didn't want to take up too much time from everybody else sharing their mom story. <laughs> but um, well, we have to hear it. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely get you to share it um, because that's the thing. That's what this is all about. And um, I'm just blown away. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my feelings until the very end, and then uh, CJ, you sure you don't want to share your story? We'd love to hear it. Okay, okay. Well, okay. This one thing, this one time in particular stuck out to me. So, a very short backstory. I had just gotten into the military. I was going through a divorce with my daughter's father, and um, I was graduating. Uh, I was graduating technical school, and my ex-husband would not let my daughter come to the graduation because he was upset about the divorce. So uh, I had to call my first duty station and let them know that I could not show up when I was supposed to because I had to make sure that my daughter was okay. And they allowed me to fly home, and my mom had to pretend that I wasn't home so that my ex-husband would return to his mom's house with my daughter so that we could sneak up on him. So this particular day, my grandmother, oh my. my dad's father, my dad's mother came to the house and, you know, we were all distraught and everything. And she was like, what's going on? And I said, my, you know, he won't let me see Ariel. The Ariel's my daughter. He won't let me see Ariel. And um, she was like, well, how you going to let, how somebody going to let you see your baby? We should go over there. And, and me and my mom, we was like, we got to plan this out so that, you know, he doesn't run. So for two weeks, he had been calling the house to see if I was at my first duty station or if I had came home. And I had to, my mom had to lie for me and reassure him that I, I never came home. I had to go and report, you know, there's nothing sinister going on. And so this particular day, she called his mom to find out if my daughter was home because she wanted to bring my grandmother to come and visit her. Nobody had seen her for about two months, so um, except for my mom. And she confirmed that they were home, that my daughter was there at the house, and she said, okay, well, I'm going to bring her grandmother by so she could see her. And um, she okayed it. So me, my mom, and my grandma is coming up with our um, our plan on how to get me into the house to be able to see my daughter. So wow. we pull up to the house. My mom and my grandmother, they go to the door, and I have to hide behind the bushes until she <laughs> opens the door and let them walk in. And so then I just popped up, you know, right behind them so she couldn't close the door on me. And And that was how I was able to see my daughter. Now, for that, what, that month and a half between basic training and tech school, he wouldn't let me talk to her on the phone, and he had been telling her that I didn't want them. I didn't want to be with him, but he was telling my daughter that I didn't want her either, and she was really hurt and sad about it, and um, she hadn't spoken to me in, in like a while. And so when I came in the house, uh, she was asleep in the living room, And when I walked in, I woke her up, and she was so excited that my mom just broke down in tears. Wow. And 
he was pleasant during the visit, but when it was time to go, me and my grandma, we was prepared to take her with us. So we had scooped her up, put her in the car and everything. And my grandma was like, he could call the police if he wants to. Well, I'm going to make it home before then. And my mom was like, okay, first off, <laughs> this is not going to look good for her in court if we steal the baby. And then if we get pulled over, if you don't drive fast enough to get us home, not only have we stolen the baby, she uh-huh. doesn't have a car seat. So my uh. mom was the voice of reason in that moment. Wow. So uh, I didn't get to take her with me, but we'll fast forward to the court date because of everything that transpired, saw straight through it, and I was able to take my baby home. Oh, what a my great first ending. Presentation. Yeah. Wow. But that, it was rough. It was rough there for a while. Wow, but well, that, that sounded like Selma and Louise talk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you have definitely one Grandma, of those tough that, mamas. Grandma, I mean, man. Selma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, but I love that story. That's a great so story, CJ. insight into the kind of women yeah. I come from on both sides <laughs> of the family. Wow. <laughs> deep, deep stuff. Uh, I have to tell you, I don't, I don't know when I get around to my story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I can pop that. Uh, Kate, do you have a mom story that you want to share? Tell us because we know uh, we know a little bit about Cade. We know he's a trichologist. We know he's out in Kansas. We know you're sitting on five acres of land out there. But what can you tell us? Um, tell us a little bit of the Cade story. How was little Cade? Oh my. My mom, it sounds like um, CJ's mom and my mom would have a lot in common because my mom was oh, a, my. A, <laughs> oh, yeah. I moved out when I was 16 years old. My dad was going to move out to this huge ranch in New Mexico, and I was like, absolutely not. I'm not moving out to the middle of nowhere with him. He was. We had kind of like a, a story, kind of like CJ. Um, it sounds like her relationship with her husband was a lot like my mom and dad's. Um, Mm. But um, I moved out when I was 16, started beauty school, and my dad had cut me off completely. Said, you'd get nothing. No money, no nothing, get out. So I did. Well, my mom went behind his back, and she paid for my apartment and got me into beauty school. And um, like CJ would say, my mom was the one who supported me and all the talents that she had that um, I worked my way through beauty school on um, dinner theater. Um, I sang, I danced, I acted, I directed, I did makeup and hair, whatever I could do for the stage company to help make money to get through beauty school. But I would go to school and she wasn't supposed to give me any money, but I would come home and my apartment would be cleaned, my Groceries would be stocked, and there would be no sign of her except for all of that. Somehow she got wow. a key, and I don't know how she got a key to my house because I never gave her a key to my house. That's <laughs> <laughs> my mom. I know. Wow. She probably didn't need one. Well, did you I have an open her. window? Did you leave a window open maybe? No, not really. My roommate might have because he would sneak his dates in oh, sometimes. Okay. So I would, okay. 
But no, my mom, she had a key. And I'm like, where did you get a key? She's like, I'm very sneaky. But she would come to the beauty school to get her hair done. And sometimes I would have a party the night before, and I'd be late for beauty school. And she would go up and just show up to get her hair done. Oh, one day she showed up at my house, and there was people laying all over because we were all hung over. And she come in, and she's like, you had better get up. And get your butt to school, because this is not how this is going to go. I was scared to death, and she chased all my friends away. And I went to school, and I'll be darned if she didn't just show up and make me do a perm, a color, and all this on her hair. (laughs) She's like, this is how it is in the real world, honey. So, and she just taught me so many good lessons, um, how to persevere, how to stay steadfast, and... Now through these times, um, I've called her up because, you know, you own your own business like CJ was saying. It's really tough, and we live far apart, and she's older, so I can't see her. haven't seen her in, like, three months, and so Uh. fortunately, I can call my mom and still talk to her, and she'll talk me down and get me through some of this stuff, and very good businesswoman. She always owned hair salons and restaurants. And I don't know. I grew up in a family that owned their businesses. And um, and now um, I just want to say happy Mother's Day, Mom. I hope she's listening. I don't know if she has yet, but she will listen to wow. the show. But, yeah, she was wow. a very strong woman very um, career-oriented. Heck, she still works now. She's almost 70 years old when she takes care of people. She's a, like a nurse. Oh, age. she's a young mom. What's her first oh, name? Linda. Linda. So we're shouting out Mama Linda this morning on the broadcast. How nice, Kate. That's a great story. Well, you guys are bringing it this morning. Goodness grief. I, bear, I have to wipe my eyes here. I tell you, I really do. I'm just blown away at these stories. Um, And you guys out there listening to the show, if you have a story you want to share, press 1 on your phone. We'll get you on this morning. Um, We have to continue. This is just, I'm loving this, uh, this this morning. It really is. It's quite amazing um, talk. So I've got to turn to... Miss LaSonia Nicole, please <laughs> tell us about it, um, about your mom. Tell us a little bit. We know about your dad, but tell us about your mom. So my mom, I always refer to myself as little Teresa, especially when I want to get under her skin. Um, I am <laughs> her image. Um And I take great pride in that. But one thing about me is that I've always been a person um, of life lessons. And it, it didn't matter what age I was. And one of my greatest life lessons actually comes from my mom. And I can recall, and I reference, I tell my children this quite often. All my children know about it. My closest friends know about it. Um, You often hear people, you know, when they get into these uh, 
spats or arguments or disagreements, you know, they say things that they don't mean and then they have to apologize for it later. It's kind of like, you know, one of those, you know, I, I guess you hear that all the time. People say things that they really don't mean when they're, you know, when they're at tat. So I don't do that. And people find it very hard to believe that, you know, that is not, I never, ever, ever have to apologize for saying something that I didn't mean. And the reason why that is because as a tot, and I'm talking about like grade school, elementary school, mm-hmm. there was this one time my entire family, we were all together, sister, brother, mom, dad, we were all together, and we were walking into a grocery store. And I don't know what my mom said, I don't know what she said, but I guess I must have like been feeling myself this particular day. And I recall I said, you get on my nerves, something, that's Mm. exactly what I said, you get on my nerves. And my mother was actually in tears. It made her cry. And being her baby girl and saying something like that, and, you know, and, and you also have to remember, my dad is like, everything to me you know I would never ever say something like that to my dad so I could only imagine what her feelings was or what she was thinking at that point in time when I saw that but the fact that she cried immediately and that's not what I really meant or how I felt it made me never ever say something to someone no matter what the situation was that I did not mean and I did not feel. So I don't fight with words. And I take what you say to me as the gospel. If you tell me that you love me, you love me. If you tell me that you hate me, you hate me. If you say you don't want to be bothered, you don't want to be bothered. And so what I say about my mom is that she has taught me life lessons by her actions And in silence, not through words, but through silence, through the way she walks, through the way that she talks, through the things that she does, I have just gathered life lessons from my mom that will stay with me in a lifetime and that I pass on to my children. So I give great homage and respect to my mother, you know, my, my children and my nieces and nephews, they call my mom the original Medea. That is their <laughs> best friend, the the grandchildren. Anything that's going on in life, my mother knows about it before anyone else knows about it, before wow. any of the, uh, the, the parents know. My mom absolutely, positively knows about it. Um, we all call her the original Medea with the way that she does things and how, you know, she's really, she can be very rogue. <laughs> we say that yeah. all the time. But, you know, my mom, she literally imparted my first life lesson upon me that has stayed with me all the days of my life, that has transferred into my children, that will go into my children's children's children. Um, Be mindful 
and be careful of the words that come from your mouth because you cannot take them back. Uh, you cannot apologize. I mean, you can apologize for them, but it does not change that impact. And clearly, I recall as getting out that car saying, oh, you get on my nerves. And seeing her cry has made me to never say something that I do not mean. I do not fight with words. I do not say things that I do not mean. That is That was a life, life lesson for me, a great impact. And my first life lesson comes from my mother. Wow. I don't know what to say. That is Miss Teresa. So we have to shout her out this morning on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Uh, I got to say, I'm just blown away from listening to these stories. I'm blown away, literally. Uh, It's uh, You see, this is why we do this show. This is exactly why we do this show. Um, I guess it's my turn. I guess it's my turn. Um, uh, Let me just set up everybody uh, just so that um, folks who are just joining us, uh, if you've just tuned in, uh, this is a very, very special uh, segment on the Hit Radio Morning Show. It's our broadcast on Friday, May 8th of 2020, and it's our show number 447. Sunday is Mother's Day. And uh, we're just doing as we normally have our ambassador roundtable where we are typically throwing around the topics of the day and talking about what's happening uh, around the world in hair and beauty. Uh, We're taking a moment to recognize the amazing impact of our mothers on our lives. And uh, so we pretty much have uh, gone around the table. I have to say for me, Um, If you guys uh, are just kind of tuning in, you might have missed at the very top of the broadcast, um, I set up, uh, I told everybody that this was a tribute show to my dear brother, Reggie, who passed away uh, due to gun violence back uh, about 30, 38 years ago, I believe it's been. And, um, And how that all ties in. Um, because it had such a profound impact on my mother and who she was and who she became after that. Um, But if I can go back a little bit to uh, some of those strong uh, things that um, our moms instilled in my mother, particularly instilled in me, and I still, her words still resonate with me to this day, which was to be strong, literally. That's what she always said, always, always, always. Be strong. And I never really knew what she meant by it so much. But as, you know, I kind of started to move along in life, I realized how important those words were and would become. Um, But my mother demonstrated great strength. And um, when this huge tragedy happened, um, I remember it very clearly, and it was heartbreaking to see her go through such pain. So it's it's really tough to, to even talk about all these things. But I have to say, I think uh, my mom instilled greatly a sense of um, hard work, and she was one of those folks, I think CJ reminds me a little bit also of your story, you know, where your mom, they just support you so much, so much with whatever you're like your biggest cheerleader 
and I'm just always blown away how, uh, you know, I go back to it all the time, and it's always inside of you what they have taught you. And I don't have any kids other than Peppy the dog, but I won't say, you know, I don't have any other kids or anything like that, uh, or real kids. But when I hear CJ and I hear Lasonia and I hear you talking to uh, your children, I'm just blown away. And I can hear, I already know what kind of people you are because I can hear what kind of mother, uh, mother you guys are to your children. What kind of mothers, I should say. And um, I'm just always blown away. So I thank my mom for having the strength to uh, raise nine kids, nine, at a very difficult time in this country. And I'm grateful that she instilled um, the belief that you can accomplish great things. And the one thing I wanted to share, you know, in my household in Philadelphia where I grew up until I was about 15, was that uh, I never really heard my mother, now I don't know what she did privately, but I never heard her condemn other races in our household. Never, never, never. My sister I always, and I had that conversation you know, just recently. I 100%, and my dad came up in the civil rights uh, era, and I never, he was born in 1939, I never, ever, ever heard my parents have conversations like that about, amongst right, us or exactly. around us, ever. Exactly. It's all on TV. And that's right. Exactly. Other family exactly. members. But never my parents. And that says a lot. And that is my exact point, Lasonia. I never heard, you know, I was raised primarily under my mom. So my father was around, but he was not living with us. Uh, not living with me. He, you know, he was around with all the other eight kids. <laughs> Let me just say that. But um, the thing is, so I took from that because I didn't hear my mother ever condemn folks. So I didn't know I was any different than anybody else. And I was also, uh, you know, taught, you know, she invested a lot in me because she bought those huge world book. I told you guys about that, the encyclopedias and stuff that were not cheap back then. And also instruments and typewriters back then, they didn't have computers. So we had typewriters here. I'm going back. But whatever it was, she she got me whatever she thought I wanted. The only thing she didn't get me, which I I corrected that just recently, I had begged for a piano, the Wurlitzer piano. Back then you could take lessons for like $5 an hour or something. It was really cheap. But she never got me the Wurlitzer piano. She was going to. And we looked into it, but never got me the piano. That was the only thing I ever asked for that I didn't get. But I got bikes, I got skateboards and calculators, and I was the only kid who actually wanted a calculator uh, way back when. I'm just a very strange kid. But I have to say I pay tribute to my dear mom who uh, just because of this, and I get to kind of keep her memory alive even today by doing this kind of a show, is a a tribute of sorts. And also uh, each week, I do our family calls that unites my uh, family, my extended family that I didn't even know existed on my mom's side. So um, I feel that these are great uh, joy, blessings, whatever you want to say, 
um, that just reminds me uh, each week and each day to be the greatest that I can be. And if I can spread that out a little bit across the airwaves uh, each morning, then it's just um, it's no better legacy that I feel that we can do. Um, and I'm just grateful. So to my dear mom, Miss Dorothy Hines, uh, who came along uh, uh, back in during, um, you know, the um, the 30s, pretty much, um, kind of like I think your your dad, I think you mentioned. Yeah, um, he was born so, in the 30s. That's right. So um, I certainly can understand, and it was a different time. You know, so our moms, they had to really, they came at a real difficult time. It seems like we may take it for granted to some degree because we cannot really know what they went through. But can you just imagine for a moment of the things that, you know, uh, that women, um, you know, had to go through at a time in this country that was uh, just a very difficult time. And it hasn't uh, gotten all that much better, but. Um, I can't even imagine. So we have to tip our heads so Carrie, to these moms. Yes. Yeah. So I have here sitting beside me right now. She actually just came out. My mom. So let me put no. her on with us. Re- we actually have a mom joining us. Good morning, Miss Teresa. Good morning. It's Carrie Hines, one of the hosts on the Hair Radio Morning Show. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What can you tell us about Miss LaSonia? Is she a good daughter? Oh, that's easy. She's an excellent Ah. daughter. (laughs) Oh, that is nice. Well, we are so happy, and we hope that you do something really special for yourself uh, on Sunday in honor of Mother's Day, okay? I'll try my best. She'll tell you that I'm her favorite. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Okay. So, LaSonia. Uh, that is so nice. See, I'm loving this. So, how wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, and, and be well. LaSonia, so this is like three generations for you in a house. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have three generations. So, that generations. is awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, I don't think it can get much better than that. I have to say thank you. I'll tell you what, we're going to shift gears in just a little bit. We're going to take a little bit more, uh, a little bit of a break. And then when we come back, oh, boy, 